Are you someone who naturally looks after other people and takes care of their needs, but finds it difficult to take care of your own? Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and today is a very special day because this episode, number 52, marks one year that your mindful life has been coming to you every week. I hope you are enjoying the show and that you will continue to welcome it into your lives. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and share them with friends and on social media. And don't forget, review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your Mindful Life Podcast. Today, we're exploring taking care of our giving selves. We're looking at how giving and receiving are connected and how mindfulness and self-compassion open us to receiving so that we can give. When we look closely, we see that helping others, giving, and taking care of ourselves, receiving, are intricately linked. They create a dynamic energy exchange that bolsters our resiliency, nourishes our spirit, and balances our energy. But for many of us, giving is easy and receiving is difficult. There are all kinds of ways we take care of others. We might be caring for an ill parent, child, spouse, or sibling. We might be taking care of young children or teenagers. We may be helping friends and family or volunteering for groups like schools or nonprofits. Frequently, we find ourselves in multiple caregiving roles or taking care of different people all at once. And we might not even notice how much of our time and energy is bound up in taking care of others. The caring work that we do is good work. It's compassionate and honest. But as we focus all our energy out there on that need outside of ourselves, we neglect our own needs. We overburden ourselves. We exhaust ourselves. We neglect taking care of our giving selves. We feel physically, emotionally, and even spiritually depleted and can't figure out why. After all, we're giving to others. We forget that receiving is an integral part of giving. And often, we can't figure out why it's so hard to receive from others. We think we don't need anything, and yet every cell of our bodies is crying out for it, 
crying out for the energy exchange to complete so that we can feel energetic, complete, free, and at ease. One big obstacle to our caring for our giving selves is our beliefs. These beliefs have been conditioned in us by our families, communities, and society at large. We have been told what attitudes of mind are appropriate over and over again as children, and we come to accept them as true. We believe them. Our beliefs won't change until we notice them and are willing to sit down and ask ourselves, what are my beliefs around taking care of myself, taking care of my giving self, so that I can continue to give? Maybe there's a belief about not being self-centered or selfish. So many of us have been conditioned to believe that we're being selfish if we use time and energy to take care of ourselves. Perhaps a critical voice in your head is saying, how can you be taking time for yourself when this one needs you to do this and that one over there needs you to do that? Or maybe we feel it's our responsibility to take care of everyone. And if we don't live up to our caring obligations, we feel less than and shamed. We feel we couldn't possibly be good and worthy. We couldn't possibly be capable parents or loving spouses or caring friends If we're not taking care of everyone and everything, this is our responsibility. Or we may be afraid of diminished appreciation and love by our family or clan or community if we don't take care of everyone. We fear people will look down on us and distance themselves from us. Or we might believe that if we take time away from caregiving, we are letting down those in our care. Like, how can they possibly be okay if we're not there every second doing this or that for them? These and many other beliefs may surface when we take time to ask ourselves the little question, what are my beliefs about taking care of others? It can be helpful to just let go and write down everything that comes up. Be a curious investigator and make a list. Now that you have the list, settle in. Let the body take a comfortable position and sit in meditation with each belief on your list, inviting the whole thing about that belief to come forward from the body, not the head. Analysis won't help you here, so drop down out of the head and into the body and feel how it feels in the body from the inside out right now. And when something comes, describe how it feels. Rather than give it a name, 
just describe how it feels. Maybe something feels tight or maybe something feels narrow. Maybe there's pressure. Just describing what comes is really important. And then staying with it. Let it unfold. And in this way, what's behind the belief will come forward so that you can be with it. And being with it allows it space to release. Do the same with your emotions. Notice what emotions are with me when I ask this little question about why is it so difficult to take care of the giving self in me? Is anxiety arising, sadness, or irritability? Noticing and being with our emotions gives us a lot of information about how we're reacting to the experiences around us. Emotions are powerful messengers that affect and reflect how it is for us right now, our circumstances, and importantly, our relationships with others. Now notice our physical state. Our physical state is also important. Are we feeling too tired to enjoy anything? Do we find it hard to stay awake and yet can't sleep when we go to bed? Are we catching colds and feeling run down? Notice our relationships. Do we feel that others depend on us and that we're the only ones who can shoulder the caregiving? Do we feel that we are in the center with everyone around us asking for help? Have we put ourselves on a caregiving pedestal? Or maybe we just feel that everyone expects this of us, and because they expect it, we must do it without any consideration for taking care of our caregiving selves. Being mindful of our inner and outer states allows us to get the big picture of how we're doing, helps us to change what isn't working for us, and allows us to let go of mind states such as beliefs and attitudes that don't serve us. This kind of curious and compassionate investigation helps us to become more whole, to be more of who we are, not less. The truth is taking care of ourselves reduces chronic stress, builds our resilience, and allows us to give more. And there is more. Cultivating new attitudes, behaviors, and actions. Giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves is healthy. Think about it in this way. So that I can take care of you, I will also take care of myself. And these are the ways that I will take care of myself. Perhaps by taking a yoga class, exercising, or simply going for a walk, taking time for music, art, or theater, or visiting a plant nursery, cooking a favorite meal, 
learning to skydive or rock climb. Scheduling time to take care of ourselves is essential. Carve out time each day in which nothing is penned in on the calendar and yet on your physical calendar or your digital calendar, that time is blocked out. This open reserve space can be used for whatever feels good in the moment. Be spontaneous. If there's something that brings joy, do it. If there's something new to try, try it. Don't overschedule the day. Just as the pause is so important in our meditation, so is the pause really important in our daily lives. Pause is good for us. Create healthy boundaries. Practice saying no. That fundraising event may be very important for your child's school, but it may be more important to use that time for self-care. There will always be another fundraising event. You can count on it. Notice when there are repeat asks by people. How many times has someone asked, just this one time, can you do this for me? And with our adult children, notice if you're always helping out when the adult child is perfectly capable of doing it themselves. Or notice if you're always stepping in to help a friend or colleague, even when they're not asking for help. Delegate, even if it feels uncomfortable. Notice if underneath there is a belief that only I can do this. Or, I do this the right way. Or, oh, they'll just mess it up. I better do it. Notice if you can ask others to help out. Ask your spouse to vacuum the floor. Ask the kids to do the laundry. When friends say they'll bring dinner over, say yes. Ask for what you need. Often those of us with a propensity for giving don't know how to ask for help. Asking for help doesn't mean that we're weak or self-centered. It simply means that we have needs like everyone, and often we don't show our needs to others. This leads others to think that we simply never need help. The truth is we all need help from time to time. We discover that when we ask, we receive. Giving and receiving is passing energy around. If we're always giving and never receiving, our energy is drained, and then there is none to give. Giving and receiving creates connection, connection with friends and colleagues who don't need our help and who fill us up with conversation, adventure, and laughter. Giving and receiving is also about balance. The indigenous peoples of the Columbia Plateau in the Pacific Northwest of the United States share a culture of reciprocity of mutual giving and receiving that has sustained them through the millennia. One of the rules of this Tamanwit philosophy is never take more than you need. This creates a dynamic energy balance. As a giver, don't give more than what is needed. As a receiver, don't receive more 
than is needed. To act this out in daily life, coming from a place of equanimity is important. Let the need arise naturally rather than fabricate it or exaggerate it. Notice how receiving is also from a place of balance. Notice and act on how to achieve balance in giving and receiving. In the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, there's a lovely custom of exchanging ceremonial scarves called katas. One person offers the scarf to another person who graciously receives it and then offers it immediately back to the giver. This kind of spontaneous, open, and loving giving and receiving is the energy that connects us, nourishes us, and keeps us whole. We don't need a scarf to practice kata. Simply be open to receiving and open to be giving. This week, I invite you to explore giving and receiving. How does it feel to take care of your giving by receiving? What skillful actions can you take to make receiving part of your giving? Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you and also the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful. <laughs>